Welcome to the Gutch Church Podcast. My name is Kennedy Shear, and thanks so much for joining us. Today, we have a great word from my dad, Pastor Bill Shear. If this ministry has changed your life, will you let us know? Send us an email to story at gutschurch.com. We're in a roll. I'm just telling you. It, it, this isn't a state of the church address, but kind of, I guess it should be every week. But we're on a roll. And there's tremendous momentum in our lives. I, I, there, there are so many people. If I, if I just went and just pointed to somebody, man, are you on a roll? Yes. How? Man, I'm, I'm telling you, my business is exceeding expectations. Man, my family, it, it, my marriage has never been better. My kids are serving God. My, I mean, it's, it, this is a remarkable place. And you'll say, well, it's not about the place. I, I beg to differ. The church is God's property, and the property is a priority to God. Why? Because it houses the programs, the services, the programs, the classes, the next steps, the, the, the auditions, the rehearsals, the kids' ministry and youth ministry and people taking care of our babies now. But the, so the programs equip God's people, and God's people is who God's called to fulfill his purpose. So it's purpose, people, programs, and property. Those are our priorities. That's, that's how God looks at things, and, and, and it's, it's real easy, okay? But we're in a roll, okay? The church is growing, and, and what I'm telling you, 2024 is going to exceed our expectations. As a people, as a church, I mean, just know, like, if you would write down, here's my expectations for for 2024, it might like one of you guys might say, "Man, I'm going to run a four-minute mile." You're going to exceed that. Some of you guys will say, "Man, I want to, I want to, I want to build a million-dollar business." You're going to exceed that. Some of you guys are going to say, "Man, I'm going to, I'm believing God for a baby." You're going to have twins. No, I'm. <laughs> Unless you're the Landis, who they're going to get, they're going to have triplets. It's one, two, three. It's simple math, and that, that that'd be awesome. But. uh they don't like it when I say that, but enough about me. Let's talk about me. Um, I encourage you to begin to believe God for excess. Listen, let, take, this is going to stick a thumb in the eye of the, any religion that's in you. But I encourage you to begin to believe God for excess of blessings because that's his will. I'm going to pour out a blessing, blessings upon you. Plural, blessings everywhere you look. The Bible says, bless coming in, bless going out. Bless in the city, bless in the field. So we could screw that up with doubt, unbelief, uh, failure to temptation, sin. But, but let me tell you, God's will is to bless you. And don't allow the devil to diminish your vision, how you see things. I mean, you got to see things clearly. God, God has given us a new life. The Bible says, that, and, and this is a word, I answered an altar call in June of 1979, and I, I said it, I was hungover, and in my mind I'm thinking, this is pitiful. Is that all there is? This is, this is very anticlimactic, okay? Yeah, yeah, I make Jesus Lord of my life. And you look around, it's like, it's still me, and what, what's changed? And then the pastor said, look at me, and pointed very sternly. It was offensive. And see, most of you guys haven't experienced an, an offensive pastor, but they're out there. And he, and he, he was, it was offensive. And he said, uh, he said, look at me. And I was like, okay, wait a second. You're like 5'7". You got hairsprayed hair. 
he said, you're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Changed my life forever. So I bought into this new life. God's given us new life. What's your new life statement? We have a statement of faith, but what's what's the statement of your new life? The the statement of, because our priorities shift a bit. We see things differently. But your new life statement has to do with your vision. Your vision is just a a picture of a preferred future. You know, the, the vision of your health might be that you lose 20 pounds. The vision of your health might be that you, you, you overcome the things in your life that are depressing and bring anxiety. You, 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 your, your business, the vision of your business. I, I'm telling you, you have to have a vision that incorporates everything that, you, that your life is about. But there's vision. It's a preferred future. Um, a mission. So it's vision, mission. Mission's how you're going to do it. How's it going to happen? Okay, um, that, that's a lot of what we talk about here. The, the culture of this church is built upon the mission of this church. It's how we do things and what we're about and what we value. And, and, and then values, okay? So it's vision, mission, values. What do you really value? And, and where do you put your values? And where do, where do, look, at, look at your check. What do you really, you prove it by... By where your heart is, your treasure is going to be. Check out where your treasure is, and that's what you value. And then if, you, if the values need to shift, and I'm telling you, for most of you, that's what needs to shift is your values. So, so it's vision, mission, values, all based upon boundaries, standards, and convictions. And see, now as a, as a Christian, our convictions are that still small voice that God's word presents how God speaks to us. You know, you might be here and you might say, man, God speaks to me audibly. Good. That's great. Great for you. I'm down. If you got them, smoke them, which is probably what's speaking to you. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean to say that, but if the shoe fits, um, God speaks to me in a still small voice. He speaks to me by his word. God sounds like his word, okay? Because John 1, 1, it's real simple. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And we think about that, it's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's a lot to, for me to, it, I got to let that percolate, you know. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now listen, it went from being an object to being a person, the Word. You see that verse 1, we can see it's just okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an object, but verse 2, it's not an object, it's a person. The Word operating our lives activates this in us. God, okay? Verse 3, all things were made through him, the word, okay? And without him, nothing was made that was made, okay? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. See, so it goes from the, the word being with God and being God to now focusing on men, okay? And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't comprehend it. Okay? John is referring to Jesus here as the Word. And all things were made by God. The devil is not creative. Please please understand that. The devil is not creative. So he he can only contort 
and counterfeit was God, what God has already made. Okay, so, so there, there might be a little sliver of truth with, with facts and with other things inserted into it and around it and packaged. See, the devil operates in darkness, and darkness is always dispelled by light. Always. So, so therefore, 2024, let me just tell you, my battle cry, and, and, and as a, what I believe a, 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 war, a wartime leader is what I function in a lot these days. But it's arise, prosper, and build. Write that down. <clears throat> arise, prosper, and build. This is a year of tremendous opportunity. The world is going to be chaotic. If, you're, if, you, if you go outside and, and, and you wet your thumb and you stick your thumb out to try to figure out which way the wind's blowing by how you make your plans, don't expect a win. Chase your tail all you want. If that's, what, if that's the life you want, then that's the life you get. But if you look at the, the plumb line, the compass, the direction from God's word, I'm telling you, everything you put your hand to will prosper. In 2024, a, a year of opportunity. Why? The world's going to get chaotic. All right? This is a year of tremendous opportunity predicated upon four simple steps. Now listen, I'm, I'm a simple man. If I, if I were smarter, some of you guys that are smarter, it might be seven steps or ten steps. But for me, it's four simple steps. Number one is clarity. You have to have clarity. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a condition upon that clarity. You have to have righteous clarity. You only get that by God's word. So if you've got God's word hidden in your heart from 20 years ago, don't I'm just telling you, there have been other voices that have, have muffled that 20-year-old that voice into the background. Okay? It's got to be a fresh, it's got to be a now word for you. Daily bread is what the Bible refers to it as. So you have to have clarity, righteous clarity. Number two, and this is a big one for me that I, I rarely, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody preach or teach or even bring this up at church, are definitions. Definitions matter. But listen, righteous clarity, you have to have righteous definitions. Man, what's, what's your definition of Marriage, what's your definition of male and female? What's your definition of taxes? What's your definition of the tithe? What's your definition of love? What's your definition of grace? What's your definition of peace? See, all of that, all of that matters, the definitions. But listen, righteous definitions. So clar righteous clarity, righteous definitions, and then focus. And this is a big one today because is there anybody in here that does not have a smartphone or, a, or an iPad or a computer? Okay, everyone does. So now there is, there's tons of information. There's tons of knowledge. There's tons of stuff, worldly wisdom. There's, there's so much that floods us. And now, let me tell you, the world has gotten so smart that they use algorithms now that they could, it's predictive. And I'm telling you, not predictive upon decisions you're going to make, predictive upon what's going to catch your eye so they can manipulate your decisions. See, y'all know this better than I do. I'm 66 years old. I don't get it. 
but most of you guys do get it. And, and, and understand, what I do get is God's word. What I do understand is God's word. What I do understand is Christ and him crucified, is, is, is in the, the, the power of his resurrection. See, so there's righteous clarity, there's righteous definitions, there's focus, and listen, if I'm focusing on Jason right here, everybody else is blurred, is out of focus. So, so hence, if, if Chris Abbott is God's best, if, it's the, if he's the promise of God and I'm focused on him, everything else is blurry. But if when I take my eye off of him and I look to somebody else, I know Chris is still sitting there. I can kind of tell it's Chris, but it's not in focus. Focus is huge. The biggest thing, how many of you guys teach school? The biggest thing is to get kids to focus. So it's like, hey, Billy, Bill, Bill Shear, I want, you, you can't sit back there. You got to come sit right here in front of me. You're sitting right here. I'm like, I don't want to sit here. My friends are back here. I'm cool back here. I'm not cool up there. Why? I want you to focus. See, it, 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 it's a bit, there, there's, people, there's people back in the back row because we don't have seats out in the parking lot or in the street and it's cold out there. But, but that's as far back as I get. But, but the, the bad thing about that, it, it's not so much that the anointing is here because old timers say, man, I want to get up there where the anointing is. No, I want to get up there where I'm not as distracted. So it's clarity, definitions, focus. Number four, relentless pursuit. You got to go after it like there's no tomorrow. You got to make hay while the sun's shining. You got to not worry about tomorrow. It's, it's got problems sufficient therein. That's what the word says. You got you to live your dream today. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 are very powerful. Isaiah 43 is very powerful. But verse 1, but now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob. I mean, he's kind of throwing down, okay? He's kind of, okay, listen up. I created you. And formed you, O Israel, fear not. Okay, now listen, it's broken down. God created us and forms us. Why are you here today? You know God's the creator. You know God's created you. I'm going to go live my life. No, there's a, there's a continual, constant for forming into a formation that God has to have. It's not just that you can run fast and jump high. And, and it's that you can get in formation. You can run a play with the, the other players that you can follow direction. See, so he created and formed you. Fear not. Okay, it's a first command. It's a command. Fear not, for I've redeemed you and I've called you by your name. You are mine. What? Listen. Man, there, there's people that, man, you've got an MRI scheduled and you've got, you've got all kinds, man, you've got a diagnosis and there's things that are, have come up in your health that want, want to cause anxiety and fear in your life. And what does God say? Fear not. Why? I created you. I formed you. I've redeemed you. You know what that, that word redeem means? There, we don't owe a debt. See, when I submit myself to God, I relinquish my rights to hate people, to walk in unforgiveness, to be bitter about anything. I relinquish my right to do that. I relinquish my right to be sick. 
It's not that I don't want to be sick. I don't have the right to be sick. Why? The greater one, the healer, lives on the inside of me. I'm submitting myself to that healer. See, all our life is, the, the measure of life, what you want to have, you pick a direction, and then you got to submit to that direction. So, so listen, if you, if you want to drink, or you want to do drugs, or you want to, whatever you want to do, understand submission comes into play. So I, I pick God. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Verse 2. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame even scorch you. So much, that there's so much in this chapter, okay? But I'm going to move down to verse 18. And, and Isaiah says, don't remember the former things, nor consider, nor even consider the things of old. Well, I remember that, No. We've got, to, we've got to have a short memory. I'm just telling you. We learn from it, sure. We're developed from it, absolutely. We harbor unforgiveness, never. Well, but how do you forgive somebody that's done that to you? Okay, has anybody done anything to you that's been bad? Can I see your hands? Okay, anybody, anybody let me see your hands. Is there anybody that hasn't? Nobody's ever done anything really bad to you, Okay. You're in denial. <laughs> um, here, let me walk you through how we forgive. You ready? I forgive him. Everybody repeat that. I him. And go like this. Yeah, but I don't trust him. No, I don't either. <laughs> I say you may never again. Or maybe they got to earn it back. Whatever it is. But trust and forgiveness are two completely different things. God forgave me so I could trust him. And then, he put, and then he put Roger Walsh in my life, and he put Sandy in my life, he put Mark in my life, he put Brian in my life, because now this cord that makes up my life isn't easily broken, and God can begin to trust me. What's the first thing Jesus did? Built a team. First thing. Why? He had a big work to do. And you know what? He knew that he had to put people together to be able to perform what God had entrusted in him to do. That's why he said, it's, it's, my, it's to your advantage that I leave, remember? The Mount of Ascension. I must go so the comfort of that which is the Holy Spirit could come upon you. And you'll, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Power will come on you. A power to be like me. A power that the works you do, you'll do greater because I go to my Father. See, now, now look at verse 19 of Isaiah 43. Behold, I'll do a new thing. Da, 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 da. Listen, this is a now word for us today. God's saying, I'm going to do a new thing. Shall you not know? It's going to spring forth, and you're going to know it. It's not going to, you're not going to go, oh, I believe there's something. No, it springs forth. It's going to jump into your purview as you're trusting God. Shall you not know it? I'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Do you know what? I, I was reading Isaiah 43, and part of, the, part of it that I missed, do you know what, God, this is shocking to me. And I've never thought of it before, and I've read Isaiah 43 many times. And what hit me was, I give Egypt as a ransom for my children. That's what God said. And I thought about that. I thought, 
That's interesting. God led his people out of Egypt to a promised land. He, he could have very easily just made Egypt the land for his people. He could have eliminated Pharaoh, put Moses, put, Jake, put Joshua and Caleb, put those guys in charge of Egypt, and it would have been much simpler. But that's not how God does it. The way he does anything is the way he does everything. He leads us, listen, 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 out of darkness into his light. His light is referred to as marvelous. Darkness is deep. Light is marvelous. It's, it's marvel-laden. See, the route that seemed to be impossible up to now, God makes a way. He's given us a road in the wilderness. 2024, we prosper and build. You got that? That's a directive. This is a wartime charge to the, to the, to the family. John 14, 1, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And who is he? The word. You believe in God, believe also in the word. Okay? In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Listen, he didn't, he didn't just leave it up to eternal life and peace forever to be enough. He said, I'm, I'm going to go and prepare a dead gum mansion for you. And the way he does anything is the way he does everything. And what's he doing now? On earth is in heaven. He, he, man, there is a mansion for us to live in. And I'm telling you, it's 2024. It's a year of opportunity. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, where I am, seated at the right hand of God, you will be also. And where I go, you know, and, and, and the way you know. And then Thomas is similar to what we'd all ask right now if Jesus had said this to us. He said, hey, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus made it simple. Look at me. He's not talking as a man now. He's talking as the word now. Remember? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The Word himself, verse 2, made it Jesus. Eliminated all of our excuses and explanations. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets the Father except through me. He's talking as the Word. So I get up and I say, man, you've got to read the Word. You've got to study the Word. You've got to let the power of God's Word reach out and grab your face. It's got to grab your heart. Man, I'll talk to you. Any of you guys that have a have a shipwrecked marriage. Let me tell you something. Get in the Word for 15 or 20 minutes every day and you watch God turn it around. Dad, gum it, you're not listening to me. I'm telling you, you gotta listen up. God's Word changes everything. God's Word, God's word flips everything into your favor. I'm the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Why? The Word is working on the inside of me. In Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, if you could believe... All things are possible to he who believes. You know what the word things is? Is rhema, the spoken word of God. Let me tell you what I have is a ready word in my life no matter what comes up. Pastor Sandy has a ready word in her life no matter what crosses her face. That's what our life has to become. We've got to hide in God's word. Why? Because we hide God's word in us. 
Man, he's ready to pick off all comers. He's ready to pick off all assassins. He's ready to pick off anything that tries to ail us. In, in Ephesians 1.15, Paul writes and says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Hold it, hold it, hold it. This is key. Your faith in Jesus and your love for people. Why do we want you to just serve? Just, we've got all the bases covered. Nobody's going to come in and go, well, there's a hole. I'm going to go fill that hole. There's no holes here. We have incredible leadership in this church. There's no deferred maintenance here. But guess what? You've got to serve because you have to show love for all the saints. I, I looked in the, in the ice cream deal for the kids. There's like 20 girls and 20 little girls in there. I'm like, what is that? And this, this guy's walking by. He goes, that's a party. And they're, they're making, and the goofy, the ice cream, they, they were tilted. The, the, the things are going like this. It's like, why? That's what happens when you put little girls in there to throw a party and give out ice cream, okay? They make a mess. And let me just tell you, that's church. What are we going to do? We're going to make a mess. We're going to make a mess of everything the devil wants to do. We're going to foil all of his plans in your life. You got a diagnosis, we're going to make a mess of it. You can have whatever you, can have whatever you say. Nothing's impossible if you can speak God's word. That's what Jesus said. I don't cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, this is paramount, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. When you're reading God's word, you got to put on the lens of a, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You operate in that, let me tell you something. Your enemies won't even want to mess with you anymore. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. But it's in the knowledge of him. Him being the word. Go back to John 1.1. With a spirit of wisdom and revelation, it propels us to, verse 18, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. You will wake up. You'll, you'll get the sleep out of your eyes. You'll see things differently. That number one, you'll know what is the hope of his calling. The anchor to your soul. The things that causes you to come into action in the kingdom. Number one. Number one is action. Number two, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The, the, number one becomes the vision. Number two is the provision. And provision follows vision. If you have lack in your life, it's not a lack of money, it's a lack of vision. It's a lack of ideas. And what is the three? The exceeding greatness of his power to us or toward us who believe. The power toward us. Why? I believe. It's like this. Jesus said, go, go preach the kingdom and heal the sick. We want to present glad tidings and pray for the sick. He didn't say that. You go proclaim the kingdom. There's a new way of doing things. We are overthrowing the prince and the power of the air. The devil is being overthrown right now. Why? I'm preaching the word. And you know what? Some receive it. And here's what I believe. Some 10, some 30, some 100. But that's also the return you get on it. Which, worked, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named. 
Not only, let me, let me tell you what, a, a name. Cirrhosis is a name. The name, and, and you know what? Science is going to lay cirrhosis. And it's like, what is that? It's cirrhosis. Oh, no, what do I do? Oh, you know what I do? The name that's above all name. Above all principality of power and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this age, but also in 2024. And he put all things under his feet. He put all things under his feet. He put all things under his feet. Everything the world's saying, everything the world's tempting, everything the world's threatening is all under his feet. I said it's under his feet. And he gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Church isn't that big a deal. Uh, au contraire. We're a very big deal. Everything Every power, every promise, every bit of the kingdom funnels to the church. Why? It's his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Well, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Something. Well, but, you know, there's, there's no hitchhiking anymore. What am I going to do with my thumb? It's like, do you think that thumb was attached to you for hitchhiking? How many of you guys were hitchhikers? Yeah. They don't hitchhike anymore. They call, nine, they call 911 when they see you hitchhiking. But, so, so wait a second. There's no use. No, 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 no. The eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. The hope of your calling. The riches in, in your inheritance. The the power toward you. You know what that does? That redefines the, the, the righteous definition of a thumb. You know, it's interesting. I had, a, I had a great grandfather. George was his name. I called him George. He's a tugboat operator. Didn't have any thumbs. Got him snatched off t- tugboat operating. And I'm, and I'm with him. I was at a kitchen table with him in South St. Louis. And I guess I was looking at his thumbs. I was a little boy, probably five or six years old. He said, hey, you want to know the worst thing about not having a thumb? And I wanted to say, I wouldn't look at your thumb. <laughs> but if somebody doesn't have a thumb and you're five or six, what are you looking at? It's like, how does that work? He said, you know what the worst thing is? I don't know where to stop my handshake now. <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about, but I remembered to this day. But listen, why, why be involved? It fills all in all. You, you, you being involved or not determines if somebody's cup becomes full. You being involved or not determines somebody's cup overflowing. It fills all in all. Where's body? The church. Now we just have to function as it. The world is anxiously awaiting the appearing in the sons of God. Anxiously awaiting. Where are you? Where are we? What's your vision? 100-year church. Why? I got grandbabies. I don't want any of this to get lost in the translation. Well, yeah, but things change. No, the word never changes. God, the truth never changes. God's promise never changes. Well, 
Are there going to be wars and rumors of wars in my grandbabies' lives? Yeah. I want them to be well equipped, well able. God's exceedingly abundantly above all, exceedingly abundantly above all. I want them to know that. So what are we going to do? We're going to go back to the foundation of this church, which is a strong foundation. We can build what we have, everything we have on that. But guess what? There's a, there's a deeper and broader foundation to build a hundred-year church. We're about ready to renovate the kids' building. It's going to be about a $5 million build-out. And, and to put it in perspective, we bought this property Sandy was there. We bought this property 24 years ago for $2.9 million. 30 acres and 260,000 square feet of building. But now we're going to build a kid's building that's five. And then, you know what we're going to do? I don't know that we're going to break stride and we're going to rebuild the youth building. You know, man, is everything changing? Is this all about money? No. It's about vision. We get the right vision. Can you envision a kid's church that every kid in town wants to be here? It's going to take more than ice cream, boys and girls. And it's going to take more than a building. It's going to take a, a church body that is all in. What, what's your vision? 100-year church. What's the mission then? 10,000 disciples who are able to make disciples. It's like, Shoot. What are our values? School of ministry, internship, church services. I mean, literally 10,000 people that are committed to being here every Sunday, every time the doors open. Well, it's going to be my life? I'm like, what are your options? No, for real. The Cardinals don't play here. (laughs) You don't drink and smoke weed anymore. You know, God's eliminated your, your options. Where are you going? I'm going to church. Why? It's where my life is. It's where, where I help people. It's where, where I learn, I've learned to trust God. It's where I love people. I've heard of your faith and the love you have for people. Man, I want my kids to love baseball. I want my kids to love reading. I want my kids to love cooking, but not more than I want my kids to love God. Charleston said she's going to be an intern. Says she is one. She's seven. What am I going to say? Oh, no, no, no. You're too young. You're not too young. You're not too young. You're not too old. You're not too poor. You're not too rich. You're not too tall. You're not too short. We've all got something. But guess what? When we align ourselves and position ourselves, we're a force to be reckoned with. I'm going to open up each side of the stage for ministry. If you're here um, and you'd like to be prayed for or you need some help or just want to meet one of the elders or pastors or ministry people in the church, it, it gives you an advantage to meet people that are neck deep involved. Um, we also have some mission opportunities, some trips that are in front of us right now. Um, in, in June, we're, te- we're sending a team to Peru. In July, we're, we're sending a team to Cuba. Um, there, I, I think there's 
trendy ways for you to figure out a, a, a QR code. code. Um, I, I, I went through the coffee shop line, drive through, and they said, well, do you want to scan your code? I'm like, I just gave my phone here, just figure it out. I don't know what to do. There might be a bunch of Amazon charges on my phone right now. Um, there's ministry on both sides of the stage. We've got great opportunity if you want to be in the prison team, both men and women. Um, I don't know if there's a code for that, but um, there's ways for you to find out. Golly, I just want to make sure that that, I, 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 if you got an itch, we're not here to scratch your itch, or, but, but if you got a gas bubble, we can help burp it. But if there's something that you really need help with, and I know we gave you an opportunity to come to the altar and sing, and somebody prayed for you, but there's elders and pastors on each side of the stage. If, if, you're, if you get up and you say, man, there's no hope, that these are people that are so full of hope, you're going to leave here full of hope. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being a part of what God's doing here. Um, God, I proclaim blessing upon every household here, every person here. God, I thank you that what you're doing in our lives, God, is represented with incredible fruit. And that fruit is going to remain and it's going to multiply in our lives. God, because the work you started is you're faithful to complete on the day of Christ Jesus. You, you know, I, I tell you, I was just thinking, it came to my mind, if you're here and you think, well, I've been in ministry or I've been about ministry, but I've been disqualified, you haven't. The Bible says the gift and call of God are without repentance. God never pulls them from you. So you're thinking, well, but I, I want to walk in ministry. It's like, I, you can, but I've screwed up. Um, get in line. I think the only person here that hasn't is Sandy. I, I, I have. It's been a while since I did, but um, you haven't screwed it up. Um, understand how redemptive our God is. Cool? Say this with me. Father God, Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Period. End of discussion. I'm trusting you, God. I'm not trusting how I feel. I'm not trusting what I hear or what I say, what I see. I'm trusting you, God, with everything, every part of my life. God, I thank you. My future is in your hands, and it's pretty solid. God, you're amazing. This life is amazing. 2024 is a year of opportunity for me and my kind. Incredible opportunity, exceeding my expectations. And everything else I said today in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information about the ministries of Gut Church, visit our website at gutchurch.com.